Welcome to the Dementia Connections podcast, where each week we share the latest research news, expert advice, and stories about living well with dementia. I'm Carolyn Branley, the editor at Dementia Connections. This week we have two stories to share about the power of arts to improve the lives of people living with dementia. Our first story is a fascinating exploration of how an artist's work was transformed by dementia. Our second story from our archive is about a program called Raising the Curtain that uses community-engaged arts practice to explore the lived experience of dementia. As always, you'll find the full articles and the links to related resources at DementiaConnections.ca. Let's get right to the stories. The Brushstrokes of Dementia, written by Dahlia Gottlieb Tanaka. Some believe dementia and creativity have nothing in common, but as I've seen while working with seniors living with dementia, some artistic expressions contradict this belief, and I continue to remain in wonder at our amazing brains. Sylvia was the most interesting person with dementia that I had ever interacted with. I had known her since 1999 until her death over a decade later. While facilitating my creative expression activities program one day, I became intrigued when Sylvia could not complete a drawing of a small doll dressed as a clown. Yet she had produced a sophisticated interpretation of a cherry blossom, which was in full bloom in the courtyard of her care home. Meeting and working with Sylvia changed my perception of seniors' abilities to express themselves creatively. It was Sylvia who taught me how to hold the paintbrush for Chinese-style painting, elevated the class discussion to a higher level of art critique, reminded me that photography was art too, and repeated to me how important it was to keep on painting. It was also Sylvia who asked me, after she had spent 20 minutes working on her painting that stood on an easel, if that painting was hers while still holding the brush she had just finished dipping in paint. Sylvia was born April 1924 in North Vancouver and lived and worked there nearly her entire life. She studied art at the Vancouver School of Art for four years and in London, England at the Regent Street Polytech School of Art for two years. Following a year of teacher's college, she taught in schools, from elementary school to high school, before retirement. She never married and devoted her life to her mother and sister, who both died of Alzheimer's disease. Sylvia enjoyed art throughout life and spent many summers painting in Hawaii and on Vancouver's Gulf Islands, working with various mediums including watercolor, Chinese art, ink sketching, printmaking, video making, and photography. Sylvia's earlier artwork concentrated on landscapes and images taken from nature, but as I sifted through her artwork stored in her closet, on the walls of her bedroom, and the work she produced in the Creative Arts Expression Activities Program, I realized her artwork had transformed as she coped with deteriorating cognition and the changing understanding of her environment. While her artistic skills were still evident, the shift was clear. Realistic images turned into imaginary ones. Faces were distorted and features were exaggerated. Eyes attracted special attention and looked tormented. Lines became less tidy. Content and construction of images became simpler. Paintings tended to be in brighter colors. 
Though these changes took place, she maintained the ability to explain her artwork and technique and to continue to express a desire to keep painting up to dementia's late stages. The first image is an example of Sylvia's detailed artwork before the onset of dementia. Drawn in black and white with a pencil, she paid a great deal of attention to drawing the leaves and the tree trunks. The drawing on the right represents Sylvia's cat she loved so much and could not bring with her when she moved into her care home. It was such a sad and traumatic situation for her. I wondered what drove Sylvia to see some images in an eerie way. There is a saying in folklore that the eyes are the entry to the soul. Are the cat's eyes supposed to convey an emotional message, or are they the result of an enhanced creative imagination fueled by dementia, stimulating visual perception in a specific way? As dementia progressed, the top left images here shows that Sylvia's ability to express details had diminished in comparison to her earlier work. However, the flow of lines and color choices still flaunted her artistic flair. As the dementia progressed, Sylvia could no longer paint real objects, as can be seen in the image bottom to the left. However, she still took pride and joy in being able to express herself creatively. Even her imaginary scribbles reflected her remaining artistic capacities. Later stages of dementia. Finally, the below images are Sylvia's last two works, as she attempted to create drawings of a clown doll and her male friend. In the portrait of the man, she tried to put the date in the bottom corner, writing August 000. She meant to write August 2000. My emerging understanding of creativity and dementia. With encouragement and appropriate environmental support and emotional support, Sylvia continued to be creative and enjoyed her remaining artistic abilities despite the gradual diminishment of her cognitive and physical abilities. To further express her inspirational spirit, I'll offer an excerpt from a diary I kept while working with Sylvia. Sylvia, isn't it perfect? No need to draw it. I'm in awe of it every time I look at it. Why aren't others interested in it? I can't understand. I stood there beside her, taking in the precious moment of Sylvia being so poetic, wanting to share her the joy of unexpected pleasures, knowing that in a few minutes she would not remember, she pointed it out to me. The most important message to come out of my work with Sylvia as an artist is that the human spirit is an amazing regenerating force. Like water in a river, our brains will seek an outlet and find ways to communicate and express. Therefore, we need to provide opportunities and means for everyone, especially people living with dementia, to practice communication in its many forms. We need to listen to the unsaid and to what may be missing. We need to allow images, texts, stories, sounds, and the real and imaginary to coalesce into meaning. We can then better understand how visual and performing arts can be used to communicate when other ways of communicating fail. To see the full article, including the images of Sylvia's art described throughout the article, please go to dementiaconnections.ca and refer to the article, The Brushstrokes of Dementia. Raising the Curtain, written by Yuki Hayashi. Well, I ended up in the Yukon because I got a job. So starts Marguerite 
Kiyoshi Smith's epic autobiographical comic book, created as part of the Imagination Network's Raising the Curtain project. Launched in 2017 and based in BC's Sunshine Coast, the program uses community-engaged arts practice to explore the lived experience of dementia. Kiesi Smith's comic book covers a lot of ground. Throughout the story, the former art school student works as a swim instructor in a remote northern community. She mans a 65-foot high fire tower deep in the bush. She meets her future husband. Finally, she moves to Brantford, Ontario, kicking off a 15-year stint in municipal politics. Hand-drawn images show the former city councillor cycling to City Hall and facing down occasional hostility from her male counterparts. I raised a little hell, says Kieshi Smith today, recalling her time as an environmentalist and advocate of women in politics. Her story is triumphant and engaging, providing a vivid counterpoint to mainstream narratives about people living with dementia. Aging and dementia are usually associated with tragedy or loss, and projects like Raising the Curtain are the opposite. We can show what happens as a time of growth and possibility for our participants, says Bruce Devereaux, Recreation and Volunteer Manager at Good Samaritan Canada, Christensen Village, the care home where much of Raising the Curtains programming has been based. Designed as a multi-year workshop series, Raising the Curtain explores and shares the lived experience of dementia via skits, presentations, songs, and other formats. Each workshop series leads to a community theatrical performance. Participants used varied media, including photography, drawing, painting, puppetry, and improv, to share their perspectives. At the same time, a team of researchers, led by Dr. Colleen Reed of Douglas College's Department of Therapeutic Recreation, assesses the program's impact. Reed and her team are measuring participants' feelings of inclusion, community engagement, health, and well-being. They are looking at the ways in which social stigma and ageism affect the health and well-being of people living with dementia on a systemic level. Though the team is still in the early stages of assessing and sharing their findings, the hope is that their insights could lead to improvements both in how people diagnosed with dementia lived and in the social supports they and their families receive within their communities. For Tegan Keshe-Smith, Marguerite's daughter, Raising the Curtain has been a revelation. The positive feelings from being at Raising the Curtain would last days, Tegan says. We wouldn't necessarily remember what happened, but the feelings of kinship, belonging, and joy lasted for days afterwards. And we have those documents. We have the story of my mom's life to look at and feel proud about that. Chad Herschler, Artistic and Executive Director of Dear Crossing, the Art Farm, which is the program's arts partner, believes the program's multimedia approach is part of the reason for the level of engagement it brings about with participants. Some individuals are more verbal and enjoy spoken word, poetry, song creation, or storytelling, says Herschler. Others really enjoy abstract expression like mark making, and others love the tactile aspect of sculpture. And then there are surprises. We had one participant who was really clear that she had no intention of performing, ever. But when the costumes came out for a stage rehearsal, she was the first one there. Something magical happened. 
This is the magic that Bruce Devereaux at Christensen Village hopes will help to change how long-term care programs operate, while also providing a new way of looking at life's third act as a period of creative rebirth. Instead of saying moving into a space of care, like Christensen Village, what if you were moving into a space of creativity, says Devereaux? Then the question would be, how would you comprise a community for such a space? Insights from Raising the Curtain and similar programs across Canada may provide direction for such models in the future. As always, you'll find the full article at dementiaconnections.ca, and you'll find in our show notes a link to register for Encore, which will occur June 2nd and 3rd, and it is an event to celebrate the five years of collaboration um, of the Imagination Network and the Raising the Curtain Project. Thank you for listening to the Dementia Connections podcast. We'd love to hear what you think of the stories we shared today. Let us know your thoughts on any of our social media channels. To help our stories reach more people, please rate and review this episode or share it with a friend. Find even more helpful articles at DementiaConnections.ca where you can also order the new spring-summer issue of Dementia Connections magazine. It's an exciting issue full of inspiring stories, expert advice, and the latest research news about dementia. Until next week, take good care.